Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free whilst lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Ooh, uh, my voice got a little squeaky there. I guess I'm going through puberty again. But um, anyhow, uh, I am delighted yet again to bring you another flash from the past. A, uh, extracting some audio from a video I did years ago. And this one is really good information. We, we haven't talked much at all in the past year or two about estate planning and how to protect your spouse and your kids from probate and some cheap, easy, and free ways with which you can do that. And so this particular um, audio that we've stripped from the video is really, really good stuff. And as with these past few episodes where I'm bringing stuff back from the past, I will tell you this stuff is just as applicable today as it was when I recorded this. So um, if you're not familiar with estate planning, if you haven't been exposed to it, um, listen to this. If maybe you have been exposed to it, but um, you're looking for a couple of new techniques, listen to this episode today. I hope you enjoy this, Seven Ways to Protect Your Spouse and Kids. With no further ado, here it is. Well, this is Financial Planning 201, Part 3, Seven Different Ways to Protect Your Spouse and Your Kids. Well, in the next 10 minutes, we're going to be having a great conversation here. And I am going to reveal to you how you can plan for your heirs and how you could possibly avoid paying tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in estate taxes. And you know, it can be so frustrating because you spend years and years and years working hard, accumulating money. And more than anything, you want to make sure your family is taken care of. And you don't want the government getting their hands on your hard-earned dough. So today, we're going to go over seven specific steps you can take to make sure that this happens. All right, number one here. Let's talk about this document that so many of us forget to get together, a will. Now, why should you have a will? All right. All in all, this lets you decide how you want to distribute your assets and your estate. Without this puppy, the state gets to figure out who gets what rather than you. So what if you've been divorced? What if you have some estranged kids? Do you want that state to end up having money go to those folks? Control your destiny and be the captain of your ship. The laws that govern what happens if someone doesn't have a will, they're called intestacy laws and they can vary widely from one state to another. In general, current spouses and kids would receive the inheritance in the event of not having a will. But you wanna make sure that all your I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Now, when should you revise it? As a general guideline, have it reviewed every 10 years. 
This way you're keeping up with current laws and regulations. However, if you have been through a major life event, think marriage, new divorce, new baby, new stepchildren, or maybe something happens like a child dies, or you have a new grandchild who you want to give specific money to, then you need to revise your will. Alrighty, so next, let's talk about the crazy differences between community property versus common property. Now there's two basic types of legal structures in states. Community property and common property. In community property states, both spouses equally have rights to the assets. So essentially everything gets split in half at the death of a spouse. Even if the titling is under the name of a particular spouse, in the event of a death, the state tends to see everything as a joint asset. Now check this out. In comparison, there's common law property states, which in those cases, the assets of one spouse are only in that spouse's name. And they'll stay that way at death. Now, let's think about who the hell cares, right? You know, it's, it doesn't sound like this would mean much to me, but it has a very large impact. It leads to estate taxes. So you could potentially have hundreds of thousands of dollars in estate taxes by utilizing the right vehicle. So for example, here in the state of Minnesota, we are a common law property state. And there is an exemption of 1.4 mil. This means that they will require the estate to file an estate tax return if the assets in the name of the deceased are over 1.4 mil. And this includes life insurance proceeds, 401ks, investment accounts, bank accounts. So if a land. person has a million dollar life insurance policy and they have a $1.5 million 401k, they have a $2.5 million estate. So the life insurance policy plus the 401k both count towards this. They're going to get taxed. They're going to get a bill from Uncle Sam on the remainder over 1.4 mil. In this case, 1.1 mil. And in the state of Minnesota, taxes start at 10%. This means the estate would get hit with an estate tax bill of $110,000. And now for a commercial break. Have you been wondering? What, I'm so tired of working. What would it take to retire? Maybe you've been thinking about, gosh, I want to have a plan for getting out of medicine, but I'm not sure of the right way to do that. What are the steps that I need to take? Well, that is why I put together this ebook, which is The Roadmap to Retire by 45. It lays out literally step by step what you need to do, how to go through it, how to calculate it. Uh, I think this is a fantastic ebook that will probably take you 15, 20 minutes to read through, but really lays it out step by step. If you want the ebook, e just text ROAD to retire. That's R O A D T O R E T I R E to 833 343 2986. Again, text ROAD T O retire, ROAD to retire to this number, 
888-298-2986. It'll be 20 minutes that will really change your life. And now, back to the show. This brings us back to common property versus community property. As a quick reminder, community property states like Washington, like Texas, they're dividing up spousal assets equally at the death of the other spouse. So both spouses face the same exact estate issues. In the previous example, let's say the, state, the spouse has no assets in their name. In a community property state, the same two and a half mil, remember that life insurance policy, plus the 401k gets cut in half. So that two and a half mil split into 1.25 million for each spouse. Thus, if there is an estate tax exemption, let's say it's a million dollars, this would lead to only an estate tax on $250,000. So the amount between 1.25 mil and 1 mil. So in this particular case, it's a small estate tax bill, only 25 grand. Do you see that difference? If having an estate tax bill of 150 grand versus 25 grand can simply get dictated by the state that you live in. So make sure to understand the estate limits for your state. Now, on top of all of that, not only state estate taxes, there's federal estate taxes. Now, luckily here, the exemption is way, way, way higher. It's 5.4 mil and change. So as long as your estate is below 5.4 mil, you don't need to worry about this. However, anything above 5.4 mil can have a very steep tax of 40%. And keep in mind, the state does include life insurance death benefit, unless it's owned by a special entity. So all this information leads to the penultimate question. If you are subject to estate taxes, whether federal or state, what can you do? So here are five specific strategies that you can consider. Now, number one, annual gifting. You can gift up to $14,000 a year to anybody tax-free, 14 grand a year. So keep in mind, gifting more than this can lead to gift taxes. Don't do more than that unless you're using the lifetime exemption. Another day, we can talk about that. So anyhow, this means you can gift to kids, to grandkids, to spouses of the kids or grandkids, whoever you desire, up to $14,000 each. So if you have two grandkids, four grandkids, and these kids have a spouse, you got a total of eight people you could gift each 14 grand, or a total of $112,000 every single year. All right, number one, annual gifting. Number two, move to a different state. So is there a better or warmer climate state that you would enjoy in retirement that has more favorable estate taxes? Review over that chart that we talked about earlier. Number three, spend your assets. Is your estate over that limit? Hey, enjoy life. Take a few trips, check off your bucket list. See your grandkids more often. Remodel your house. 
Hey, it's easy to spend money and we can have fun doing it. But just be careful you have enough to take care of your day-to-day -day needs until you're 90 or 100. All right, so number three, spend your assets. Number four, irrevocable life insurance trusts. For fun, we call them eyelets. You can separate money from your estate by gifting annually to an eyelet rather than directly to your heirs. And the death benefit from the insurance is owned by the eyelet. So now it's separated from your estate. This way you can effectively move over 500, a million, two million bucks that will not have estate taxes as long as you're playing within the rules that happen within the administration of the islet. Number five, consider some other estate planning techniques. So similar to islets, you can use a family limited partnership, a charitable remainder trust, a charitable lead trust, a foundation, or other numerous vehicles also to separate out a portion of your estate. And all of this is so that you can separate stuff out. All right, well that's all we had time for today. I just wanna say great job for spending all this time. For watching this video, you are part of a small elite group of folks who care about their money. And I am so proud of you for taking time to view this video. And of course, this info is just the tip of the iceberg. If you want a full report on these techniques and more, email me at dave at daviddeniston.com to get my report, Nine Critical Ways to Protect Your Spouse and Kids. If you're interested in exploring any of these strategies, hey, let's get together. We can chat more about it. Well, thanks again so much for joining me. My name is Dave Deniston. Have a good one and check in again soon. Well, thank you, my friends, so much for listening to the last podcast. I am pleased to announce that I am now a completely independent financial advisor, where to the point now, I can really integrate my financial planning practice with this podcast. If you might be looking for help, if you have found any of our information here interesting or relevant and you're looking for a second opinion. I'm making myself available for 30 minute strategy sessions. And if you want to arrange a time to meet with me to discuss your situation and see if we might be a good fit for one another, I'd like you to call our office and speak with Kyla. Our phone number is 612-284-2409. Again, that's 612-284-2409. And I look forward to helping you with your financial situation. And now for some lovely legal disclosures required by our lawyer friends. Investment advice is only offered in jurisdictions where Centurion Financial Strategies, LLC, Centurion is appropriately registered or exempt from registration. Our Form ADV Part 2 brochure can be obtained free of charge at advisorinfo.sec.gov by searching for our firm name or its unique CRD number, which is 316-454. This podcast is not a solicitation to provide advisory services in any jurisdiction in which we are not appropriately registered or excluded from registration. The information, statements, and opinions contained in this podcast have been obtained from or are based on information obtained from sources which we believe to be reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of such information. 
This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed by any guest are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the firm's views. You should carefully consider your own financial circumstances and needs prior to making any investment in securities or purchasing any insurance products. As always, past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing in securities or really anything else involves the risk of loss. If by some chance in this particular podcast I mentioned insurance products, insurance products are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of an issuing insurance company. They may be subject to restrictions, limitations, and early withdrawal fees, which vary by issue. You should always consider the charges, risks, expenses, and investment objective of any insurance products before entering a contract. And that, my friends, wraps it up. Wish you all the best. Feel free to contact us with any info at www.daviddeniston.com. Thank you so much and have a good one. Bye-bye.